The Miram livery and stable saw many families throughout the years and numerous passerbys as they took advantage of the available taxi service. Some guests stayed only a short while, while others never left. To walk through the now vacant and disheveled building gives you only a glimpse into the horror surrounding it. As you walk through the house, your body begins to ache as the spirits of the sick and dying surround you, the feeling almost too much to bear. You struggle through the pain and continue through the house. Suddenly forgetting the aches in your body, you now only feel an overwhelming sense of fear. Constantly looking over your shoulder, you sense something watching you. Something angry. Rather, someone. Overcome with fear, you quickly leave the house and run towards the stables. Once inside, you realize the feeling has not left you. No, now it's amplified. But there is a hush over the large wooden structure. The moonlight glints off something toward the back. A small room. Somehow you find it in yourself to investigate. The closer you get to the room, you realize you don't belong here. While you decide if you should turn back, something makes a decision for you. You begin stumbling backwards to the door as the feeling of fingertips slip just off the back of your neck. Alright, are you ready now? So Am we, I ready? Oh no, we just did our... Hey. <laughs> I'm <laughs> You good to go? Oh, sorry. That's foul. No, no, thank you. That's foul. <laughs> Alright. Hello. You are listening to, or so they say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Megan. And hello. Happy Thursday. Happy number 10 episode number 10 yeah we've been doing this 10 whole weeks now which is goodness sakes. time is an illusion this pandemic has ruined everything <laughs> everything good yeah so For today number 10 yeah we're discussing uh the miram livery and stables in miram indiana uh, so we're back in Indiana, but it's fine. Barely, literally, barely That's back true. in Indiana. It was like forty-five minutes. It, uh, just a huh, a breath. Yeah, over you could have kissed. You, hello, Illinois. So, right. um, so yeah, I I was just gonna jump into it all nope. willy nilly, and no, uh-uh. yeah, Megan. What are we drinking? I you should be asking me that because I got the wine what this time. What are we drinking? Well, there we go. Spoilers, everybody. I wanted very badly to have a beer this time because I mean I like wine, but like I like beer. Gotta I want break a beer so bad. A but bit. I I broke and got this just because actually, honestly, even the picture looks the tiniest bit like like the building. Teeny, tiny. Uh, so today we're gonna be drinking um, Farmhouse California White Blend and it doesn't have any um specifics on what exactly the blend is megan's holding the bottle so mm-hmm. what does the label say i feel like it sounded oh, really good ooh. though it sounded really light like it's going to be hopefully not too sweet what does the label so say? the it's a very plain uh label the cover it's very simple farmhouse it says california white wine trust in nature trust in yourself i which that's really uplifting <laughs> Uh, let's see. Farmhouse is named in honor of the schoolhouse at the Green String Farm in, uh-oh, P- 
Petaluma, California. Whoops-a-daisy. Sorry if I said that wrong. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we don't go west. It serves students from around the globe who are seeking to learn green strings, sustainable farming. They discover to trust in nature, respect the earth, improve the biology of the land, and grow healthy food. Uh, Farmhouse White has bright flavors of tangerine, lemon curd, and peach. The finish is soft and lingering. Like, honestly, it sounds very nice. But again, this is coming from the person who likes white wines, likes sweet. Not, not, not too sweet and not too not dry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't want it super dry. I don't want it super sweet. I just like a night. That's why, like Rieslings. Rieslings are fine. But anyway, so yeah, farmhouse. Um, I chose it just because, I mean, we're doing a livery in a stable. Um, right. Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> yeah. And we'll, I mean, we'll get into it in the history, but you may be a little surprised by the stable itself, but. Right. So this is not a cork it's a cap no so no this cap. this was in the sweet sweet spot of 9.99 for love the bottle it. love it i know i'm here for that so, so we're gonna crack it open okay go for it oh, oh god nice i want ad. my back <laughs> to sound like that in this very moment <laughs> very nice really nice crack i enjoyed that all right i'm gonna smell it <laughs> You know, I really was in the mood for beer tonight, and like, TBH still am, but this smells... Okay, here's the problem with this. It smells really good. It does not smell fitting for the time of year. This would be... I can already tell from the smell. This would be a very nice summer, like, back porch style wine. Mm -hmm. It is not a fall wine. And this is just going off smell. So maybe, like, don't knock it till I try it. It's almost got, like, that sangria type of... A little bit, yeah. It, Mm -hmm. yeah... So, Even though, I mean, when I picture sangria, I think red wine, but... Yeah, I mean, whatever. I think, I don't know if it can go both ways, but, like, you you get the point. It's a very fruity, light-smelling white wine. Yeah. So, I mean, I get a feeling it's still going to be not a fall beverage, but let's give nah. it a whirl. Let's do it. Oh. Oh. Uh, I... <laughs> well, I don't I don't know to, what just happened in my mouth. <laughs> I did... Like the kombucha girl. Um, exactly. There's no better way to say it. Like me and Megan both, I think, just did like kombucha girl style. Oh. Because the initial, like, I'm going to try to sound like I know what I'm talking about, but like, don't listen to me, y'all. The initial, like, as soon as it hits your palate, it is very sweet. Like, and very, it's on the, t- like, all at the front. It's all the taste hits at the front. And then suddenly it almost like fizzles in your mouth. Like, I... For me, I don't know about you, but it almost gave like this carbonated mm-hmm. vibe, but it's not carbonated, obviously. See, to me, I don't get the sweet at the front. I get the dry. I don't know. There, there's not a lot of sweetness there. It's just the... What did it say? It said lemon curd, peach, and tangerine. Tangerine, yes. I get the lemon curd, the end. Really? <laughs> okay. I feel like the only way to describe what I'm tasting at the... Sorry, I just read the cup. It says fabulous, so (laughs) I'm in the right cup. Anyway, what I'm tasting at the front is almost like... I took another drink and I like... The rind of the tangerine. That's exactly what I was just going to say. So I like held it. very acidic. I didn't swish it in my mouth, but I just kind of held it and like 
almost chewed it a little bit. Go ahead and give that a try while I'm talking about this, mm-hmm. Megan. Yeah, no, try it. You mm-hmm. drink, hold, chew, swallow. Um, it's it, There's a lot happening when you do that. So I very much get... Yeah, there it is. There's like, just think of the negative kombucha girl reaction and that's all you're getting now. Oh, I, it is not, it's not awful, but it's like sucking on the rind of a lemon and not even like the puckering Mm -hmm. part, but like the white part where it's like, doesn't taste like lemon, but it's not the tartness of a lemon peel either. It's just bitter and it kind of pinches your tongue almost. Yeah. And it, um finishes dry it it immediately hits strong and then sort of dry and then finishes like you just sucked on the white part of a lemon rind it i'm sorry farmhouse it's not one of my favorites yeah it's not one of my favorites i know it sounds overly negative but also it probably could be chilled a little bit more and i don't think like i said this isn't the time of year for this and you don't really chew wine but i just like wanted to try to get the flavor out of it and like that's don't don't <laughs> don't do it don't that's just a i don't know if you like semi dry semi sweet white wines go for it i We'll probably not purchase to this just, one again. Yeah, to just sip it like normal. It does say on the bottle that uh, it finishes with a soft and lingering kind of flavor. I can agree with that before I messed it up real bad by swishing it. Um, I know. I heard you swish and like that's not exactly what I meant, but I guess you still got the point. I just took a sip. If you take quick sips, it's on actually, if you take quick sips and just kind of throw it back, I'll tell you now, I could get... I would have a nice crying night with a bottle (laughs) of this. I could imagine throwing a whole bottle of this back and then just like letting out all of my feelings. It reminds me of that one Christmas I put up the Christmas tree by myself and drank a whole bottle of white wine and John came home and I was in like just, I was on the verge of tears. I was so upset trying to put like this star on the trees. Like, what do you do? I was like, I put it up that Christmas tree and I was like a whole bottle. Yeah. I don't know what possessed me to do that, but I found out that it makes me an emotional wreck, especially. I mean, wine in general, wine in general makes me the emotional <laughs> i think that's just everybody so i tend i i'm gonna try to not drink this year while putting up the christmas tree because <laughs> i just turn into a hot mess whatever just drink the right thing okay so that's the alcohol i know we went a little in depth on that but that was there was just a lot happening so mm-hmm. um i'll go ahead and rate this one let's well, i'm gonna give this like a four out of ten sorry farmhouse um it's, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's really nothing special. It's not terrible, but I wouldn't pick that up on my own, I don't think, again. <laughs> yeah, there's a nice nice scathing review for you. So Sorry. now that we got that out of the way, let's talk about Miram. Okay, so the history of Miram, I'm, we received a pamphlet when we were there uh, visiting. We actually, this is one of the only times I think that we've gone through a supposedly haunted place and paid for it yeah. and did it legally. That sounds and so terrible. Within, it's been within the last five years. It's actually been within the last five days, yeah. y'all. 
we went to we went to this really recently so it's fresh Mm -hmm. tis the season and we figured we talk about you know don't trespass don't go onto these places i know we did but don't and this came across um randomly on my facebook actually it was being advertised that they do walk through with paranormal investigators and you can go see the miram house which i had never heard of up to this point and i was Mm -hmm, like you know what let's do the responsible thing and actually pay for an investigation so we did and I don't know. I feel like I wasn't disappointed. I wasn't disappointed either. Yeah, it was really random. I was at work and Megan texted (laughs) me and like, because I had full intentions of going out and drinking and Megan's just Mm -hmm. like, "Uh, do you want to go to a spooky place instead? And I had never heard of this. And she's like, "Uh, me either. I was like, sounds promising. Yeah, had no expectations. (laughs) None. But I was pleasantly surprised. So as far as the background goes... While we were there, when we actually showed up to do the investigation, they were almost an hour behind schedule, and we were their last uh, tour of the night. Yeah, so I like how she was like, oh, we're running a little bit behind. I feel like she said like 15 to 20 minutes behind or something like that. Mm-hmm. The misleading. Oh, it was almost a, an, a whole hour. It was at least an hour that we waited. And you pay for an hour, so they were an entire investigation behind. So I was, ugh, ugh. Anyway, I swear I'm telling the background. I say this because she gave us a pamphlet of some background of the house. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you read over it or not. Uh, no. <laughs> well, I'm going to read it. Because it was like pitch you, black so. when we got there and we were standing around a bonfire. And I would have read it by bonfire light. But I have this really uh, special way of like magnetically pulling any smoke within a four mm-hmm. mile radius mm-hmm. into my eyeballs. So oh, like, yeah. I would just had my butt to the fire <laughs> crying, <laughs> crying for like an hour because I couldn't keep the smoke out of my eyes. <laughs> I couldn't either. I had my back to it most of the Oh night. my God. It so was we awful. ended up. I wore my mask over my eyes for oh, a little bit. So I definitely did too. Uh, when we showed up, there were a couple other, there were two other guys who were doing the investigation too, but they actually kept us in two separate groups, which was cool. I was worried about them pairing us with other people because you don't know how they're going to act. Right. Um, I don't want to get too deep into all of that. We'll get there event and here shortly, but, um, most of the background, what she gave us here is okay. But a lot of the background, as far as the haunting go, uh, goes came directly from her. So I'm going to have to pull that from my memory and you're probably going to have to help me on it, but I'll go ahead and read about the history of the livery house and stable. So the first person to live in the home that they're aware of was someone named a W Wibble. And this was, he was born in 1848. He moved to Miram in 1898 and in that time, he successfully conducted a hotel li- livery, excuse me, and a sale stable. So, the oh, Miram Livery and Stable. Oh, look at him. Uh, look at him go. This was from 1899. Uh, it was listed in 1899 that he did this. Okay. So, I don't know how long that ran. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all we get on him. He's the guy that started back in the 1800s. Uh, okay, thanks. Thanks, thanks A.W. Wibble. Wibble. Uh, the second known family to have lived in the house was Lou and her husband, Mr. Copeland, around 1910. Okay, so that gives us a time frame. I guess it probably ran for about 10 years. Mr. Copeland. Like 
Aaron Copeland. What? Th- that guy did not come to Indiana. Doubt oh it. My goodness. I wish. Well, so that tells us that AW probably ran it for about 10 years, give or take. Yeah, okay. Um, Good run. And then they moved in in 1910. It says that Lou was a stout Methodist and was known as a great cook. Oh, I mean, two good <laughs> things to be known for, I guess. Um, and I'm sure this comes into play later, but they also uh, touched on the fact that in later years after living there, someone got Lou a gas stove, which she never used, but the cousins and family would come over during the summertime and they would use it. She did not know the gift that she was given back then. I... Gas stoves are wonderful. <laughs> like... She had no idea what was bestowed upon yeah, her. They said she I never would... even used it. It was like family and cousins but, when they would come to visit, they would be the ones to use it. I mean, it. I have a really sad small gas stove that I have lit on more than one occasion with a lit spaghetti noodle. <laughs> well, they work they work well for like long matches. But anyway, Lou used that goddamn gas stove. So so Lou and Mr. Copeland, I don't know why he doesn't have a first name. They had three children. Because it's Aaron. He's hiding his identity. They had Paul, Mary, and Roman. It's R-O-M-I-N-E. I s- Man, they were already starting that bull crap way. There's an X in there somewhere. <laughs> a silent X. So I assume it's Roman. Yeah. Um, Roman was very sick. A sickly person. Child growing up and died at the age of 20. So dang, that's rip. like, I don't know. It's, it sucks to die at any age, but for some reason I'm like, when they're super young, it's like, I mean, that blows cause they didn't get much of a life. But when you die at like 20, it's like, man, mm-hmm. you had so much to go and you like, I don't, I don't like any of it. Don't yeah. ever die anybody. <laughs> Just everyone live forever. Everyone live forever. I mean, I don't and then know what's so hard about it. Longer. <laughs> yeah. Just stop dying. Um, he was born in 1913 and died in 1934. So his wake was held in the house, uh, in the room toward the bluff park. Now, I don't know, was that... Yeah, they didn't point out... the street, or was it... I have no clue. I don't... They didn't really point out, like, landmarks around where we were. I think I saw a water tower somewhere, but other than that... Directly across the street. Yeah. Other than that, I don't know. I know there was a park nearby. I, I don't also know lost all sense it. of cardinal direction out there, so don't ask me. Yeah. Um, he reportedly died in the home, too. So they had their <sighs> his wake there, and he supposedly died in the home. Oh, goody. Um, not real sure what happened. I guess Lou and Mr. Copeland got a divorce at some point, because then later she married Frank, Frank Daniels, and he was a bus driver. So now she married Frank. Me. Uh, they had an additional child named Caroline. Okay. Um, so Frank was apparently quite the character. They said when they first got an indoor toilet, he would refuse to lo- use it. And he said, quote, what kind of man poops where he lives? <laughs> so, <laughs> this is... I don't know why that's included. I don't but... know why that built up to just being like funnier and funnier. But like... <laughs> The, oh my god it's like the I'm fellas t- is it gay to poop in your house <laughs> like, oh my god <laughs> it's so dumb oh man um i'm just reading this is the pamphlet that you're actually given when you go to do the investigation so right. i'm 
not reading it verbatim. I'm kind of picking out things here, but right. Um, so he didn't like the toilet in the house. But to be fair, our great great grandma, two great grandmas, when they got indoor plumbing, she was really weird about. It. They had an outhouse until like we were babies. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's because true. she thought it was gross to have a toilet in the house because that's where you cook and you have family and you eat and sleep why would you have a toilet where you where you do all of these things where you live so they had an outhouse in the the yard um, well into the 80s i believe that's true and i I guess if you think about it maybe it's a little bit weird i too bad y'all i use that bathroom i use my bathroom all the time so boohoo i have two bathrooms now and i use them both equally like i have (laughs) we're getting too deep here now i know sorry 20th century but like indoor plumbing is the way to go uh yeah 100 percent. so um when lou had was living in the house she took in borders to make money to pay for the bills uh, this was frowned upon by some of the family and the community because some of, well, some of the boarders were relatives. So cousins would come and stay and things like that. But for whatever pe- reason, people were like, Ugh, I can't believe you're bringing in strangers to your home. Ugh. Yeah, fair. Okay. Well, I mean, now <laughs> bed and breakfast, Airbnb, it's just the norm. I, so. I know it still feels a little weird, but like, I get it. And I don't know if other people besides family really stayed because Lou was supposedly Lou was a hoarder. They said that she had stacks and stacks of magazines and other things throughout the house. So I don't know if anyone besides family actually stayed or not because yikes. It'd be a little deterred, I guess. Right. Uh well, it does say here that reportedly one or two blind men stayed there for many years. <laughs> Why is it just attracting well, blind they men? Didn't, they didn't know what was going on. I guess. And, yeah. and then it even says their names could have been Paul Sanders, Elmer, or Perry Mason. <gasps> Who are you? Perry Mason? <laughs> that is the third time I've quoted that movie. Which really quick segue is i forgot two episodes ago to talk about who the 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 professor the creepy professor that had the weird demise that like messed me up as a child we got it way wrong so it was first first of all the the person that we were talking about was a woman voiced by julia child so like i don't know how we messed that up it was just an androgynous little professor but their their brother was professor screw eye yeah from the movie we're back and he was terrifying and mm-hmm. i don't for those of you that haven't seen it he like he he has these pet crows that turn on him in the end and they sort of like eat him devour yeah it's like suddenly his whole body is covered in crows there's a moment of silence and then they fly away like crows do and all that's left is his nasty little screw eyeball so Mm -hmm. spoilers big spoilers that's the end of the movie (laughs) well stop we if you haven't seen we're back you've had you've had 26 years probably to see this movie that's not my fault so yeah that's It's like when people say you spoil the sixth sense come on come on but anyway so that was the movie from forever ago if any of you if any of you were like really jonesing to know that was it yeah professor screw and i can't think of 
Julia Child's character, but it was supposed to be a woman. They're just androgynous. Whatever. <laughs> there we go. All right. Bring it back now. Sorry. <laughs> One other border. So, oh, um, they had first and last names for these supposedly blind men. So I'm wondering if they kept some kind of register where they mentioned names. How, otherwise, why would they have a first and last name, potential first and last name? Right. Well, Perry like you Mason I was gonna and say, you Paul couldn't Sanders. look up Perry Mason because you'd probably get like Detective Perry Mason. But yeah. So uh, another border was Tink Burton. And he actually lived in a room in the livery stable and was known to be a heavy drinker. I wish I could remember. I wish they would mention more about him because we do talk about him when we're actually doing the walkthrough of the stables. But all they said is he was just known to to drink. And I like how we didn't question like, yeah, the dude's name's Tink. Okay. Because we literally had someone in our family that we've called Dink. Oh. Forever and ever, amen. Like, that's... I mean, they've passed away since, right? It's been a long time, yeah. Yeah, so we have a family member that we called Dink, so when they said Tink, I was like, oh, funny, okay. I didn't even think about that. (laughs) That's that's the first thing I thought of. Uh, So, Lou's daughter, Mary, uh, lived with her there, too, for a while, and she worked at the post office and ran the local telephone service. And then Mary had four children of her own. There's Patty, Bruce... Marilyn and Delno. Okay. Uh, Mary moved to Terre Haute. Oh, look at oh, that. Look. look at that. And her children actually stayed in Miram and lived with Lou in the house while Mary lived in Terre Haute. So but she lived in a small apartment, so I don't think she could house the kids. Um, so yeah, they end up staying in the house because if you see the Miram house, it's pretty big. It's, it's sizable. Yeah. yeah, it's a decent sized house. Uh, but she would send money to Lou to take care of the kids. And unfortunately, Delno died in a car accident coming home on December 28th in 1968 when he was in his 20s. So again, with only making it to the 20-ish years old. It just sucks. Like your life, your real life was just starting. I think maybe Mm -hmm. that's what I was trying to word earlier is like, that's, that, I don't know. And before it was in, what, 1934 that... The other person died and they were exactly yes, 20. Yeah, yeah. Um, Roman. Roman was 20 years old when he died. Now we're up into 1968. So we're getting closer to present time. So mm-hmm. for whatever reason, when it's closer to present time, it feels it more different. Sad. Yeah, because you can relate a little more, Because like at I this think. point, our parents are alive and mm-hmm. what have you. It's tangible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden Lou doesn't live there anymore. It doesn't say why, but there's a new family in the house that moved in in the seventies. Bye guys. Um, it was the the Spencers. They moved in sometime in the seventies and then they moved out in 1978. Uh, they claimed are the people who run this said they didn't hear any unusual stories, uh, about or from the family that lived there, but the neighborhood kids who would spend the night with the Spencers said that they would experience strange things, uh, especially while they played hide and seek. So mm, when you're a kid and right, right. I mean like your, um, adrenaline's already up, especially if you're playing like hide and seek at night, I hate to immediately dismiss, but like one kids already have imaginative, well, creative imaginations. And right. then, to like i am a grown effing adult and i still think i hear and see things in the dark so we've like, played 
hide and seek in the dark a as, couple of times as adults as adults so, yeah in mm. in one of the dorms actually it was it was pretty fun pretty creepy and out at the lake in staunton oh my god that was sardines or whatever we're not in the we're woods. not in the woods <laughs> i'm not behind the bat what is it what did you say we're not in the woods <laughs> <laughs> I got tired of not being found. Right. It, I hid too well. It went from well. spooky to like, I'm uncomfortable. I've been sitting on this rock for I hid inside a law. Lo- I hid inside a fallen tree <laughs> and I was getting tired. There were spiders and I was like, I'm not in the woods. <laughs> God. Oh no, we're behind the bathhouse. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Anyway. All right. So the next family to move in was the Pirtles, and they moved in in 1978. So the same years that, that the Spencers moved out, the Pirtles moved in, and they nice. lived there until 1983. It was Jim and Kate Pirtle, and they had their children, Jamie, Janet, Barbara, Kimmy. Oh, and Kimmy. Um, and Kimmy, they said, would always sleep with her mom in the bed because she was scared of the house. So now we're starting to get to, now I know there's chunks missing because you're like, why are they scared? What's going on? There's nothing spooky happening in the house, except that Roman reportedly died in the house. Right. So. (laughs) Uh, And I mean, the other death tied to it from such and such Delno or whatever. Delno, yeah. Dying. When Lou Copeland slash, I can't remember Frank's last name, Daniels, when they moved in. Yeah. so the same year that the Pirtles moved out, 1983, another person, John Gettinger, moved in, or he bought the property in 1983 from the bank. So it sounds like the family may have lost the house. Couldn't afford it. Yeah. Um, so at this point in the 80s, the kids in town would hold a haunted house in the house for two years. Okay. Or whatever. I don't... Mm. Uh, while the kids were working on the house, no one actually wanted to be in there alone. They would go the buddy system because they said they would hear noises and um, people would claim that they felt like they were being touched in the Mm -hmm. home. Two years later, John Gettinger let a man stay there by the name of Mr. Lowell. Lowell? L-O-W-E-L. I would say Lowell. Lowell. Uh, Lowell. So Lowell was a mechanic and actually worked on John's cars they were Dodge Darts. I don't know why. They were 67 and 69 Dodge Darts. This is important information it's really to somebody. really specific so, for no reason. Um, so Mr. Lowell also drank a lot, and the townspeople were scared of him. So now we've got two drunk people that have stayed in this house at Yikes. this point. Uh, John's wife, after a year or two, actually had John throw him out because of his unusual behavior. And when they cleaned out the house, they found um, a ton of pornographic books and other items so um, i don't know what items but we'll just it's personal <laughs> so then oh, get this mr lowell was shot in the head by police in Terre Haute shortly after leaving miram oh my god and i meant to research that it uh, totally slipped my mind i want to know what the heck he did because this was just 30 years ago that this right. happened <sighs> but they said he was shot in the head here in Terre Haute. okay so well hmm. Rip in peace. Right. He was a drunk we My know, guess is he and... wasn't just like, sup guys? And then they shot him in the head. He was probably doing something stupid. I mean, they said he was a drunk and he had a lot of pornographic paraphernalia in his room. So, but I mean, that's no reason. I mean, that doesn't make you a bad person. 
Right. I mean, being a drunk, you should probably get that under control, I guess. <laughs> right. But, like, so. what, you, what you do in your free time is you. Right. So, whatever. You know, maybe we'll do a follow-up on him. Yeah, we'll let, let you know, you know what, what happened, happened to Mr. Mr. Lowell. The house sat empty until Scott Murdoch moved in, and they end up living there. His family lived there for two to three years. Uh, after they moved out, it was rumored that Scott would stay there. Him and his wife apparently split. And he would go back to the house and, like, stay there. Mm-hmm. But it, I guess, on paper, sat empty until 1995. But I guess he would just kind of, like, crawl back there when he needed a place to stay when him and his wife were going through it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's on the house. The stable, there's very little written here. The stable was used as a taxi service, and it was called Copeland Auto Company, and it was ran by Junior Sparks. So that takes us back to... Lou and Mr. Copeland, which we never got a first name. Right. Aaron. Um, I'm just calling him Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) So they would take people from Miram and take them to catch the train in Miram Station, which is an actual town. That's a town name, Miram Station, and it's smaller than the town of Miram, which I guess Uh, itself is Maybe it's like township or something, yeah. Yeah. That was the 1920s. In 1947, a man named Olin Vickery opened a garage with gas pumps out front which i could see I could that see, yeah they're not there now but i could see how that would be a thing it's right there on a corner so nice little spot for it to be yeah um he ended up uh, the garage shut down it doesn't say when but ever since then the building has set empty um and they always called the barn everyone as long as they know they've called that barn the stable but no one remembers horse stalls ever being in the building. I mean, it, and you know, I wouldn't even, it doesn't feel like a stable. It feels like a barn. It feels like a big garage. It, it does. It really Which does feel like. Which is what it like, was. It was, they said it was a garage and gas station. That's true. It did not feel like a stable at all. It felt like where you would keep like tractors and machinery. Machinery, or Cars yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So... Nothing haunted in that history, but we did get a lot of firsthand accounts from the woman who was actually doing the investigation or sort of leading this. Yeah, she didn't actually walk through the building. As a matter of fact, she refused to go into the building because of the things that she personally felt in there. Yeah. So the first thing she told us, and we did hear in the history here, is that there were reportedly a lot of the men who lived in that house, almost every adult male that lived in the house was an alcoholic and also like abusive in some way, supposedly abusive. Um, so they would be to the women. I don't know about to the kids, but to the women, they would be physical, um, physically hurt them, scare them, whatever. And then I guess now that their spirits linger there, uh, any women that really go into the houses can be affected, especially younger girls. So I'm thinking it may have... Right. I think kind of what she relayed to us that was that, like, um, even even as spirits now, they get the vibe that, like, when bad things were happening, when these adult males were doing the crappy things that they do, the kids would hide like you do right and so she said that like even their spirits if you sense that these older male 
spirits are in the house that you will not find the kids spirits because they don't want to see it they hide Mm -hmm. from it Mm -hmm. and when we were there she said that she had a group of people come to do a walk through the the investigation and they found out they actually have you sign a waiver and they don't let usually let people under the age of 18 in Mm -hmm. and these people drove all this way and didn't say that they were bringing their 15 year old like daughter and her friend so they show up no he said she was aware that younger kids were coming but he said they were like 17 or 18 because they got a slight pass because he's like well they're 17 is that cool and she's like okay i mean they're close enough like Mm -hmm. we'll kind of judge it when you get here and she decided it was okay yeah um because they they did drive i don't know what kind of distance they drove but they we came all this way so right okay well i mean it says 18 but whatever sure right um can i speak to your manager (laughs) god like what what did okay whatever so in the house itself this name wasn't mentioned at all so it makes me wonder it could have been one of the people who stayed there one of the boarders but one of the spirits that they talked about was the spirit of a man named eugene they talked about eugene a lot and they actually like super warned us about eugene eugene is apparently a kind of a not necessarily a malicious spirit but an angry spirit um he he has a lot of emotion and feeling that he brings and puts on to people who enter the house so right and i don't think they were saying like there was a guy here whose name is eugene it's it's kind of weird because they were saying like there's a male spirit in here who make a lot of people uncomfortable we don't know they said we don't know his name but we've decided to call him eugene and i mean i guess if that's the name that they chose to call him and i don't know why they chose it but if that's the name they chose to call him then i guess you're going to say it with conviction Mm -hmm. but like they made it clear at the beginning like we don't know what his name is and then the rest of the night they're very matter of fact like hey eugene what's up like this is eugene uh, there was one other spirit that they, they gave a name to that was in there. Randy? Randy. Is that it? I think so. I thought so. Randy and okay. Eugene. I think so. Um, there's several spirits. They said of the people who got like sick in the house and died in the house, which is, I if we can research these people and find out like Roman and things like that, then that's very well true that these people, Roman supposedly even died in the house. So, right. And as far as the stable goes, it's a separate building off to the side. I mean, they're right next to each other, but the stable, the only spirit they really talked about being in there exclusively was Tink. Um, Mm -hmm. And he, we did get to see the room at the back of the stable. And I guess they said he was, it mentioned in their pamphlet that he was a heavy drinker. But while we were there, they also said that he was kind of a perv. So expect to be, uh, especially the women, to be touched or feel like you're being touched. Yeah. So So that was fun. I wonder if he, I mean, that one guy they talked about having the pornographic items and also being a drunk. I wonder if that was just, I'm sure he wasn't the only one, the guy that had all the, that stuff. Tink could have been too. I mean, he was out in that stable by himself. I don't know why he was in the stable when everybody else lived in the house. He was tending to the imaginary horses. (laughs) I'm not really sure what he was doing out there, but hey, if he's out there alone, he could have had some stuff like that, some X-rated things in his stable. Yeah, I mean, they said he stayed back in that room, like, that's where he slept, here's where the mattress sat, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. Like, he had that big old 
barn to himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying not to blur what happened with the history they told us, but I know did correct me if I'm wrong. Like I I'm going off of memory at this point. I've read everything they had written. Um, everything else was just word of mouth. I feel like they mentioned that there were spirits of young kids there too. A young girl in the stable. Yeah. No, they mentioned that, that there are children's spirits there, but like they said, they disappear when Eugene's around. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's really all the history I have. I maybe some will come up as we tell the the story of how we walked through, but that's all I have as far as history goes because I actually I wanted to look online for anything else besides maybe to confirm what she had said while we were there and I could not find anything. So, and the woman who's been doing this, she was very nice, very sweet. Uh, she was, gave us a lot of information. She was very open and cool with showing us some of the instruments and tools that they used. I thought that was really cool. We got to see a lot of things that we had never used before. Yeah. Um, something I had never even seen before considered the, the little stick figure how we actually have to see that like heat signatures i get that but this is something else they used which i'm gonna i'll think of the name here in a second but she was very nice i guess she's been running this for the last five years she used to be a teacher and she's actually a golden (laughs) apple winner we found out yeah and i don't know if that's that may just be an indiana thing but a golden apple is like you vote for your favorite teacher and the the like the impact they've made and and yeah, and you give your reasons why. So she's a golden apple winner and also runs a paranormal investigation. <laughs> so she's a she just does it all, I guess. But that's the history of Miram Livery and st- Liver Livery and Stable House. So now we get to talk about what actually happened. Right, our experience. Okay, so. Yeah, our experience. And this is, it's wild because, like I said, this, we just did this this past weekend. So it's fresh in, fresh in the memory. So hopefully mm-hmm. all, all the stories line up this time. So we drive all the way out to Miram. <laughs> it's 45 minutes. We were like really hurrying to. They were waiting for me to get off work so we could hurry because they're like, we made, we booked it for midnight and we need to go as soon as you're off work because I was supposed to get off work at 11 and I don't think we left until like 11.30 and we're like, we gotta go. It was pretty close. We took two of our friends. We actually took Cody who did our cover art. Shout out Cody. Yeah. And we took freaking <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> God, she's gonna, she told me she's never going to another place with us again. I, it kind of messed her up. She really This was, one was not good for her. Yeah, she, she was not a fan like in the past she hasn't really liked it she did not like this one Mm-mm, so neither. if that if that's any foreshadowing for you so it was the four of us heading to the miram house nobody knowing anything about this place right and like i mean so we get there we didn't even realize that it was the place because it just sits on the street like it's just another house it's not completely dilapidated it's like and there was a bonfire out back, and I was like, oh, people are in their backyard having a bonfire. But it was. I almost drove past it. Yeah. I said, this can't be it. <laughs> uh, but it was definitely it. And thank God for that fire because it was oh, really geez. cold. Um, God, it was really cold. Uh, oh, so but it was sh- so good. Like the, it, the weather just, mm, just perfect, perfect for this. No, I. 
uh, sadly, that's my first bonfire of the season so far, and it was so <laughs> nice. Anyway, so we we get there. She's like, oh, we're running like 15 to 20 minutes behind. An hour later. Like, what? Which... <sighs> I know, the more we waited, the more I was like, all right, it's really cold and my eyes are burning. Can we please? Because <laughs> it didn't matter which direction I was facing. The smoke's like, <sighs> and like found my eyeballs. So I hate it so much. There were like three other people around the fire that. Yeah. So there were like people who were showing the stable and the house. And then the two guys who were going to do the the investigation as well and so what they would do is they would split people into groups like one would check the house and one would check the stable and then swap after like a half hour um so anyway in the time that we waited we we asked questions about it about the history we asked what kind of equipment they used and she was all like oh come check this out and like took us over to this computer and was like we use this program called connect it was connect something i tried connect looking something. it up and i just can't and it apparently it's all kind of the same concept of like there's energy like spirits give off this energy that can be detected by certain pieces of equipment and this is one of those things this is really weird but imagine you know like with the newer xboxes and playstations and whatever like the little the bar that can see where you're moving like so you can do games like that i don't know mm-hmm. that it's like it's a device like that but it's supposed to pick up like spikes in energy aka spirits and so you can almost see like little stick figures i mean they <laughs> look like stick figures uh yeah if, if if there's a spirit there you see them right on top of like the little thermo mark yeah it's it's a therm it's a thermal vision thing going on and then you see the you little the stick figures of a stick figure yeah it shows you little almost like plot points like you would see in cgi like a point where the elbow is and the hand and the knees and the head and whatever so she had videos of like she's like here's past um past uh investigations that we've done and you can see where we've used this, the, this equipment and where these spirits have popped up and it it was weird to see on the computer because it looked i guess i didn't quite understand what it was that it was doing so to see these weird little stick figures basically dancing on screen i was like i don't Mm -hmm. understand what's happening but people seem to be um weirded out by it Mm -hmm. Uh, so it was interesting but i still didn't i don't know about you but in the moment i was like i mean it looks cool but i don't get it yeah i there was really like i said she was really nice but there really wasn't an introduction to that i just i asked about what type of uh what they used what kind of tools they used and she said here watch this and i was like yeah "Uh and i was like that's not what we asked um because i wanted to ask her i was like i've heard rumor aka on the way in the car on the way there in the like 30 minutes i had to figure out what was happening uh that they used we talked about this in which episode did we talk about this that in? would have been the plan oh no edna collins edna oh, okay. collins bridge uh they had yes that's right they had spirit boxes so we asked if they had those and she's like oh yeah and just kind of brushed over that i was like i'm more interested in that not this computer mm-hmm. thing you have to show me because the spirit box is the one thing i said i felt like i couldn't make i couldn't use that like the evp was enough for me but little did i know yeah so i mean they also had you know emf readers which we've used before um but yeah like a 
two forms of spirit boxes. Um, now, the spirit box that they used in the house, I don't know if you were going to talk about this. It's okay. So this is another one of those. So the spirit spirit box quote unquote that they use you if you're here maybe you're not a skeptic maybe you are but regardless i will say there was a little bit of hesitation from me but ultimately i've heard of this before i've known of people who have used it before i as far as they have relayed to me they believe that it works a lot of people believe that it works the main quote unquote spirit box that they used is actually a phone app now I you under- probably have the same thoughts we did when I was like, oh, okay, because I immediately was like, it's it's just another algorithm thing. It's just another one of those like try to scare you thing. It uses algorithms. It learns by listening and eventually just regurgitates mm-hmm. what it's hearing. Or even worse, you could program it, which was my fear. Is that they like program programmed in some creepy words for it to mm-hmm. blurt out while we were like, in there? Ghost, yeah, <laughs> so- spooky. No. So yeah, I saw they just had, I don't know what I was expecting, but I walked in and I see laptops and iPhones and all this fancy equipment out. And I was just like, this was not what I was expecting. Not that I was upset, but I was just like, we're using phone apps. Um, okay. So a little skeptical, but like I said, this app in particular, I have heard of before. I know people who have used it before and people the people that have used it have said it says some weird specific things that it probably should not know i'm sure just like anything else it uses it learns by listening but mm-hmm. uh, so it's called so no, all this build up the phone app is called ghost tube mm-hmm. is that right okay. yes and actually it has decent reviews it's got 4.4 out of 5 he in was actually the apple app store yeah i talked to the guy before we went in there and he i think he knew that we might be skeptical because he said it he's like we're actually using ghost tube and he's like but people like real investigators use this and it's i mean it's widely known well i mean it's pretty widely known among Mm -hmm. people who use things like this and he said a lot of people really enjoy it uh they think that it works really well and clearly Mm -hmm. i mean the reviews would show that scanning the reviews and most of them there's nothing that says this is a hoax this is dumb because i feel like there would be the trolls out there who would download it just be like this is stupid and our friend cody actually downloaded it while he was there and checked it out after he left and there's no way to program words um he wanted to see if it would say like the same words that we heard in the house and really he didn't get anything he got like two different phrases i think that also happened in the house but we'll get to that at this in a minute here but everyone's saying that it's it's too specific the things that it says and it can log that's another thing he found out that you can go back and see what it said which is cool it shows you what it said and it gives you a time stamp of when it said it Mm mm-hmm so that's cool. I especially since I decided to too late, unfortunately, not in the house, but in the stable, I started recording a video with my phone. So me too. I didn't do. I didn't record. I took pictures in the house, but I didn't record in the house. Mm-mm, so I regret that. I wish I would have. Uh, yeah, because it was. Um, I guess now we should just get, get finally get into it. Mm-hmm. So all so don't that knock to say, ghost tube. That's all we're saying. Yeah, don't knock ghost tube until you hear what we have to say. So. 
they're like, all right, let's split up gang and look for clues. And, uh, we got to go into the house first. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, right. It was the four of us. These two guys let us into the house. And I guess I should say they didn't tell us that they had this ghost tube app going on. No. So we, st- and they actually prefaced, they did say they had a spirit box yeah. and they said what they had seen, um, the trend with every group that night is that it was really quiet until towards the end. Like and the last then it 10 minutes up. and it would start doing some weird things. So we're like, okay, cool. So we stepped through the threshold to walk into the very front room of this. And I heard someone talking and I was like, oh, there must be other uh, guides in here kind of to meet. They would, we would meet them in there and they would show us around and tell us about the place. Mm-hmm. Um no, <laughs> there was nobody else in that house. The voice that we heard when we stepped through the threshold was the the spirit box just blowing up the mm-hmm. second we walked through the door. And, like, the two guys were even, like, they were kind of shocked. Well, there was a guy waiting in there. And when our the first guide walked in with us, he goes, uh, this thing's already going nuts. And- yeah, he was just like, I haven't heard it sound this active all night Mm -hmm. and it was as soon as we walked through the door and we're like oh cool so Mm -hmm. i was just like i feel like we're susceptible i told him i was like i feel like we're just susceptible to these things Uh so because yeah he was like it took almost the entire half hour for the last group to get it to really say anything and you guys it's just like blowing up right now yeah um and it wasn't just spouting nonsense it like came out swinging oh yeah um so we step in we all finally we gather into the kitchen that's where seemingly the majority of the activity is mm-hmm. and i don't even think we got to start discussing the house with the guides before the sphere box started spouting its nonsense mm-hmm. which was what was the first thing it said the first thing it said because I, I think when we walked swore in it was asylum Asylum. okay Okay. wanted to make sure yeah we walked in and this thing just loud and clear is like asylum and which is so weird we laughed we're like oh that's that's weirdly coincidental because we quickly told them we did this podcast and we're like the last episode we had just uploaded at this point the day two days before Mm -hmm. we're like actually the episode we just uploaded two days ago was over ashmore and state's insane asylum Mm -hmm. and they're like oh that's really weird and i was like oh what a coincidence and sort of not brushed it off but i was like that's weird yeah because at this point when i see it's an app and i hear it say the word asylum i'm like you're just saying you're gonna say trigger words and Yeah. yeah buzzwords yeah um it it was a little pointed though when we walk in and it says asylum and we're like yeah yes, yes. <laughs> um but then as we're trying to explain to him about the podcast and about the episode we just uploaded what did it then say? it was like oh it said m- murdered yeah really loud like it it said a couple other things ashley is trailing behind at this point she does not like the spirit box no and that thing said murdered and i ashley is a scaredy cat about things but i've never seen her like freak out the way she did she her whole body she just 
whatever it said whenever she it looked said lost it was the weirdest she turned around and just started saying i have to get out i have to get out of this house like and she, she like really find glazed over looked like it was like she wasn't looking at anything no she was just blindly like reaching and pushing us out of the way and she's like i need to leave as soon as it said murdered and while she's trying to push past us it said her name mm-hmm um and that's when she's like, I gotta go. Yeah, it was just, like, she's Ugh. pushing. She's like, I have to leave. And the spirit box went, Ashley. And she's like, uh-uh, no. Mm-hmm. And like, and how... When she was walking out, didn't it say, It said, where, where Ashley? Ashley, as soon as she walked out the door. Mm. Um, and I'm getting... I, I don't have know, Megan, can you bad... see it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, they could is like let's go ahead and say they can program things this thing learns through algorithms it's whatever you could program every name under the sun into that program they we did not say our names out loud while we sat around the campfire we didn't the only person who contacted that woman was cody so she had his name mm-hmm. and he did not give our names he he, he said there was a group coming and it name. was in his name the end uh, and when we signed the consent form it was our signature and my signature is illegible you might figure out that my first initials an m but beyond that i don't think you can yeah, one illegible and two i was cold mine just turned into like a scribble um so yeah. like i said it could even if it learns as it goes the fact that of every name it could possibly know in every situation it could possibly understand it called ashley out by name within two minutes Seconds. of being in I that mean, house we were maybe a minute and i didn't i don't know if i told you this but i was talking to cody outside the house before we went in mm-hmm. and i told him when they mentioned they had a spirit box i said the thing is this thing has to do something unexpected for me to believe it because if it starts saying ghost haunted i'm not gonna believe it i said i and I didn't say this exactly, but my first thought was, I need it to say my name or something for me to believe this thing. And then we walk, walk in, in and it says, <sighs> Ashley. And-, and she walked out the door and it said, where? Ashley. And I got like this tightness in my chest. I was like, okay, that's well, messed up. The guy started asking me a question because I we mentioned the podcast and I said, I said something about, um, well, our future episode, I won't spoil it, right. but... Uh, where I went when I was in Georgia and he wanted to ask me about that. And I was like shaking so bad. I had to apologize. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm just having a really hard time. Like focusing. Right. right and now. I don't think they had picked up what happened yet. And they're like, what's up? And they're like, that just said her name. Yeah. We had to tell him like twice. We said, it said her name. They go, Oh, what did it say? And we're like her name. It, it said, said Ashley. And because here I'll preface. Cause we probably, uh, we might poke at this throughout the whole time. It was overall, I liked it. It was good, whatever. I kind of wish there were just moments where it was quiet and people would stop. The one thing that I liked and that I would have liked if it wasn't in a situation where we were standing in the haunted house is the two guides were very interactive with us. They talked, but they talked the entire time. There was never a moment of silence. We were also their last tour of the night, mm-hmm. so I feel like they not that they weren't into it they were just i mean how many tours had they done they had been doing them since i think seven o'clock and it was now 1 a.m right and i mean they picked the right group to poke and prod because like well yeah of course we're going to talk about our stuff like we'll talk Mm -hmm. all god dang day that's why we're here that's why we have a podcast yeah um but yeah so it was almost it wasn't super frustrating in the moment but looking back now i'm like i kind of wish 
I thought they were just going to be like, here's the house, here's where the things are, good luck, and then leave. Yeah. Which, in part of me, is kind of glad that they didn't because they got to witness these things and mm-hmm. explain and things. Equipment, so, right. They don't want us touching it without them there or something like that. Okay. So, right out of the gate, real creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then (laughs) so yeah so bringing it back how megan and uh cody had this conversation outside and i do i do remember you saying like basically it's gonna need to do something pretty crazy to make me believe it Mm -hmm. um the spirit box like we said it's honestly it's talking the entire time we're in there but it's saying sometimes it's saying some it's just spouting off things so but i was gonna say it's saying things that like maybe didn't necessarily it was like 35 surgeon yeah just random uh weird babbling yeah weird things saying random names but the pro but the thing is like it's babbling period so we apparently upset it but while it's babbling in the midst of it babbling something caught our ears because amongst all of the things it said then it was like megan and didn't it say r.i.p or not it said rest in peace and then i think it said it said something goodbye. else yeah it said megan then there was something else and it's like rest in peace goodbye <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then i had to tell him i was like that's my name and again these guys with their kind of just talking blase they're they're just they're like oh haha ha, that's cool anyway so this portal here <laughs> I was like, oh, wait a minute like <laughs> yeah so we're just like can you, you just, just back up for a second man. yeah we're like could you like back it up for a second mm-hmm. so yeah it's now megan has gotten what she wanted because again the whole idea of like this thing could know every name in the world and like why in that moment in that time was it calling out two of the four of us by name mm-hmm. um Oh, what was the other? It like mentioned another episode name, basically. Oh, it said none. Yeah, and we're just like, are you just going to start backpedaling on all of our episodes? Like now on the the ghost tube, if you look at it, it spells out the word too. So when it said none, I looked down because I wanted to know if it was N O N E or if it's N U N, and it was N U N. So I was so like, we told them we're like, um, this thing's kind of spouting off all of our episodes right now. Like it's it a event, super it kept, fan. <laughs> yeah, it kept alluding to like everything we've done so far, and we're like, um, it's weird and like making it more believable. Mm-hmm. Like at this point, I'm co- honestly believing it a bit after what little has already happened mm-hmm. um so now that connects thing that we were talking about was also in there and the guy told me he's like they pointed out they said the most activity is in the kitchen and they're like we don't know if you've heard of portals or not before and i hadn't really but basically just like these spots of energy where like spirits can come and go from and they said there was a portal in the ceiling of the kitchen um uh, and then actually the woman who did not want to go in the house stepped in long enough to tell us she's like there's a portal here points to the ceiling she's like that's wherever eugene tends to come from and she's like and over there and just points and is very like stern right now she's like that's the bathroom there's a portal in the floor that goes to the cellar it's pure evil and she's like and i'm going to go and just and left down. and we're like uh okay <laughs> awkward but okay yeah so we're talking about these portals and they're just like so we've got this connects thing set up and they had the computer there so you could see 
like it was almost like a webcam but they're like if you catch a spirit it'll show up on here and he's like so if you want to they were learning that we weren't novices they're like you seem like you know sort of what you're dealing with here and we're like yeah Mm -hmm. i mean yes (laughs) we're basically here on business right (laughs) um and so he's like, okay, well, I'll just let you kind of mess around with this and see what you think. And handed me the Connects thing. I was like, okay. So I'm jacking around with it and just kind of like getting a feel for how the camera faces where it faces. Mm-hmm. And then tell me why the voice box across the room went higher. I went, uh, and he's like, oh, they want you to go higher. Like he, like it did not bother him. He's right. like, he's like, they want you to point the camera up higher. Yeah. I was like, what? And he's like, oh, they want you to put the camera higher. I was like, what? um, okay so i tilt the camera up and the second i tilt it up it like flashed into complete stick figure on the ceiling mm-hmm. i was like oh and he's like oh see there he is there's randy <laughs> yeah and they're like and they're like wait that's not eugene that's randy i was like oh <laughs> like these are just your freaking friends well i guess they said eugene when he is on the camera he, he takes, takes up-, up the entire view they're mm-hmm. like eugene is very large and complex he kind of like absorbs everything else in the image Mm -hmm. like he takes over everything and he's always really distorted Mm -hmm. and this just looked like a a mannequin on the ceiling they're like oh that's randy (laughs) i was like okay i was like okay here randy um they also said if you um tried to reach up and touch them they could reach reach out and grab your hand and i kept singing what is it personal jesus what is that is oh, it marilyn yeah. manson reach out and touch. yeah yeah i kept singing that song every time i reached my hand up uh but th- at one point he started like kicking somebody's hand and they're like oh he doesn't want to hold your hand. i think it was me because i was the first person who found randy so i had my hand up and he's like jerking on the seal i'll get to that so he's like jerking around on the ceiling and then i like reach my hand up higher i'm like oh I- he can't reach because i'm too short and then like what would look like his leg came up and was like <laughs> And they're like, oh, he doesn't want to hold your hand. I said, oh, oh, okay. And just brought it back like it was normal. Now, I think it was about this point. The guy that was helping you with the connects said that um, he was complaining of a headache. And he mentioned, he said. When they're there, right? Whatever, what, something about the house, it gives people physical aches. So headaches, back aches, some kind of pain or whatever. So he's talking about these headaches. And I know it can be the power of suggestion. Don't get me wrong. Like I thought about it, but I, we had been in there for maybe five or so, five to 10 minutes at this point. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to feel it's almost the way I described it. There was like a halo effect of a headache. Like it was just completely around the whole circumference of my head mm-hmm. was this starting to throb headache and i kept my mouth shut but then the guy the second time he's like man he kept trying to reach his hand up and he's like man my head just really hurts and i was like mm. <laughs> i mean my head kind of hurts too i just don't want to say anything yeah so um and at first i'm like am i really being this person like oh i feel it too but i did i swear i had a headache it was like just above my eyes and it went all the way around my head mm-hmm. so like admittedly i did not feel it but I believe her and I'll tell you why later. So anyway, so Megan has this headache. We're dealing with semi-mundane things now. Randy kicked my hand away and I was really hurt about it. Um, (laughs) But he, so anyway, we lost him and it's, it's weird how the spirit box and the connects 
knew somehow because the spear went away and, and we went oh like randy's gone and oh then it, it kept asking us why are you here i forgot about that it too. said and where am i yeah because as soon as randy was gone from the screen it went where am i and he's like oh we lost you didn't we and started fiddling, fiddling yes. with the connects and i was like okay it was so weird it's like just having a normal conversation it, it he's was like, where like, did i go <laughs> it was like talk it was like it was talking to us and it's weird how not creepy it felt like yeah we started to respond to it like we were talking to a person because it he said where us, am i and we're like oh yeah where did you go and just kept didn't trying to he find say him. how old are you and we told him yeah and he we're goes, like, uh what? why are you here yeah, we said how old we were and said, why are you here? And we're like, oh, we do a podcast. And I'm realizing now we're talking to nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, we're here doing a podcast and we wanted to learn more about this place. And yeah, then well, it, it seemed we content quiet. with that. We didn't know what to say. And the guys were like, he's asking you a question. And we're like, I, it's so weird how casual they were about it. So we eventually became casual with it. And you could tell when we appeased the spirit because when we told them, because it had actually asked us, why are you here, like, two or three times. And that's when he's like, well, I'd ask you a question. And we're like, okay, fine. Okay. And we said why we were there. And then it was quiet for a little bit. And then it started, like, just spouting off random, random words. words again. It was like we it appeased it. And it's like, drowned. okay, back to my normal. That's when it started to say Teresa. Mm-hmm. And both of us kind of had the same thought. Um, our Aunt Terry. And then yeah, I Because then it swear, even said Terry. It, yeah, it, it changed from Terry. Teresa to Terry. And it said Poison to children and i we had an aunt terry who semi recently passed away passed away um from cancer which is you know like a poison of the body um and i mean she had a lot of children are these loose grasps sure but it seemed to i mean the moment we walked in it was saying words that really like were specific to us to, to even the if they just us. seemed like general like children is a very general word poison right. is a very general word but, but the fact that it, it put terry poison children teresa like, terry yeah. poison children i was like well that's probably my aunt <laughs> mm-hmm. it kept saying joe too which is our dad's it did name. yeah it did um, and I didn't want to be like, it's all about us. Because Cody said something, well, maybe it thinks my name is Joe. I'm like, well, it uh, said Megan and Teresa and now it's saying Joe. And I feel like that's like, honestly, I'm family. feeling attacked right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, so anyway, right. We're talking to the spirit, asking us why we're there, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. Where'd I go? And then when we tried to find it, it's like higher turned it up mm-hmm. higher oh there's randy so so we messed with that portal for a while but then we're like hey what'd you say about this bathroom no i i wanted to get to my oh did i thought that happened towards the end like while we were leaving no it was like in the beginning that's why i was like this that's when for me i was like okay oh, you can't make I this stuff up it was later no um so this is a more lighthearted one but this is for some reason the thing that got me that i was like okay this is weird it i don't know so randy popped back up on the ceiling and we're like oh hey randy his little stick figure and he starts like jerking but it's like it feels very rhythmic and he's just kind of jerking (laughs) around on the ceiling so i started singing abba like i started singing dancing queen by abba and i said the line dancing queen young and sweet and then i stopped yeah nobody else heard me like i because that's 
me um so i'm singing quietly to myself i said dancing queen young and sweet and then i stopped and while they're having a conversation the audio box the spirit box on the other side of the room went 17 and i I laughed so hard like it was a scared laugh and everyone's like are you good and i had to like gather myself to explain what just happened and i was like did you hear what it just said they're like it said 17 i said i was just singing dancing queen guys and it finished randy finished the lyrics for me i'm 100 on board with everything else for the night sold done okay there was one other word it said randomly we'll bring this up later it said the word poke at one point and they're like did they just say poke and i was like i think so yeah because they kept pointing out like they would say like oh it's been saying this a lot tonight oh it's been saying this a lot tonight but they told us almost specific they're like we're getting a lot of new words with you guys that we haven't heard before Mm -hmm. and poke was one of them they're like why would it say poke like that's a really random one i think none was a new one Mm -hmm. and something else it said was crybaby was a new one. yeah crybaby was new i'm like you right (laughs) ashley ran out (laughs) (laughs) uh so we checked out the ceiling portal um now we want to check out the bathroom now they told us a story about was it that same night or was it a different night the guy that went in there and like blacked out i think it was a i actually don't remember do you remember that story vaguely but i can't remember if it was that night or another night yeah they said a guy went in the bathroom because they said that it was there was a portal in there and it didn't feel right and this guy's like let me check it out because and he he's went in a there. guy <laughs> this is not a working bathroom it's gross it's broken down <laughs> it actually was the only room in the house that really kind of made me uneasy yeah I'll, besides, put, I'll put pictures on the website i took i took pictures besides the uh the the room with the stairs going up for some reason looking up those stairs i was like "Mm, deuces i i didn't want to look up the stairs i did and i couldn't like look away so i was like i have to get away from these stairs Mm -hmm. uh but they told him the bathroom was a a really uneasy spot in the house and he's like well let me check it out so he goes in there and i i honest i don't remember the whole story i do know they said that they believe that he was possessed because he blacks out. He doesn't remember anything. The next thing he remembered was being outside. Yeah. Um, okay. I remember this story but didn't now. didn't he just start like walking through the house, like into the rooms that they're like, bro, you can't go in there. Like the floors. He was just like, they were like, he wasn't there. He yeah. just wasn't listening. He wasn't because they have parts of the house actually taped off because the floor is caving in and things like that. Like you can't go into the... I guess you would call it the dining room because Mm -hmm. the floor is completely sunken in. You Um, can't go upstairs because it's starting to fall in. Yeah, he just started like wandering wandering the house with a blank stare. And they said, with a blank stare. And they said, "Uh, where are you going? And then he just like walked outside and then woke up. And they actually said like immediately after waking up, he didn't remember his own name. Mm -hmm. He was super disoriented. And Mm -hmm. so naturally we want to check this bathroom yeah of course i want to see the bathroom i was the first one to look at the bathroom i remember that because i i start doing the wandering thing i got i just get restless i can't just stand there Mm -hmm. so i asked about the bathroom he's like yeah there's a portal to the cellar i don't even think i didn't step foot in i didn't want to step in the bathroom so i just kind of like craned my neck into the bathroom Mm -hmm. and it was uncomfy i i felt completely fine i will say of all the stuff that happened in this house i felt comfortable i Mm -hmm. didn't feel threatened by anything until i looked in that bathroom and i'm not usually one to 
say like, oh, this is really scary, guys. Or like, There's oh, this presence. feels really weird. I hate being the person that's like, oh, the, this feeling, this vibe, this presence. I don't like being that person. But I stuck my head in there and I came back and I was like, guys, I, I said, I was like, I don't want to sound really lame, but I do not like the feeling I get in that bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I didn't step foot in there. I didn't like it. I, I didn't either. I, I craned my, my neck in, in a couple times and every time I did, it was just like my stomach i felt kind of sick honestly mm-hmm. i didn't like looking in there but what happened is when kelsey stuck her head in to look at the bathroom the spirit box because now it's starting to chill out a little bit but it's yeah. still popping out words every couple of seconds mm-hmm. um kelsey sticks her head in the bathroom and you just hear the spirit box go which <laughs> i was like um all right and i think megan looked to make sure it was like the noun and not the the question <laughs> right uh, it was w-i-t-c-h and i was like um all right that's rude but okay so i walked over and i checked out the bathroom and when i poked my head in it said which i said excuse me yeah <laughs> so i think uh, we left the bath both- we left the bathroom alone for a while cody is like oh i want to look at the bathroom and I'll, he went over there i think he even stepped a foot or two into it mm-hmm. it didn't say nothing. anything nothing happened no. um time passed probably like 10 15 minutes i think we just spent some time talking about the different spirits and what they had experienced yeah. and our own experiences and, and then like i them. realized i was like wait i want to get a picture of the bathroom so i walked back over to the door to the bathroom to take a picture and the second i stuck my head in there it's like which Mm-hmm. again i was like oh okay yeah rude it did it like two or three more times anytime kelsey and i walked by the bathroom it would, it would say call, witch well i don't want to say it would call us a witch but it, yeah it would say the word witch yeah i don't know what it was refer if it was referring to us specifically or what but the other the two investigators the guys and then cody with us nothing didn't yeah. do anything to them so I think that kind of wraps Wrap- up the house. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, like I said, when Megan was like, it calmed down and was only saying something every few seconds, that's not a joke. No. Because it was essentially having full-blown conversations with us at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like rapid fire, word after word after word. So for us, when it was calm, was it was saying a word every 30 seconds or so. Mm-hmm. And that was still like, they were just baffled at how How much it talked to us yep so um after the house they take us we switch with those two guys we all like apparently it was enough like we stopped at the bonfire and they're like okay just a second and like smoked a cigarette right everyone just needed a breather um and ashley we asked ashley when we walked out we're like are you doing all right she went no (laughs) she asked for my keys she actually was gonna sit in my car until we were done because she couldn't even like be near she didn't want to be near the house Mm -hmm. um which i will say like we did not we didn't find eugene there was a moment where we thought we saw eugene randy kept hanging out with us uh but not a whole lot happened there but we didn't see eugene we thought for a moment that we did but we think yeah they didn't think it was him yeah so yeah ashley said she's like no i'm not doing cool she thought about going and sitting out in the car i think she toughed it out next to the fire though to no one's surprise she did not follow us out to the stable and that's fine um she sat it out yeah she was having none of that so i'll be honest i almost wanted to tell our night 
backwards because so much happened in that house that was so specific Mm -hmm. and creepy but not in a scary way just like a how could it possibly know this way right and then the stable not not near as much not near as much now there was some yes Um, it wasn't there wasn't nothing but like after the house it's like shoot is this really gonna top it and unfortunately it didn't but there was still things that i'm just like okay that's a little weird so they had um instruments over there too that they actually let us hold they gave me i had an actual spirit box that i got to hold yeah so this is the spirit box that we're more familiar with like the radio static but if you have it to the right frequency rapid fires through stations is what it does yeah and that uses like frequencies to talk to you in real time so that's what we traditionally would think of a spirit box as right i got to hold that um kelsey got the of a more up-to-date like we've talked about how we've had an emf reader in the past it was (sighs) primitive it was it was a pretty basic emf Mm -hmm. reader and they told us they're like this is an emf reader but it's like this is specifically made for ghost hunting Mm -hmm. and i I feel like it's called a ghost meter yeah ghost meter um and it's like the most up-to-date version and meant to catch more sensitive blah 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 without catching like i tested it actually i i tested it around my phone and around like there was a laptop out there and it didn't it was not deterred by any of the electronics so mm-hmm. so yeah i got to carry that um and i don't think cody he didn't have anything no. okay i didn't think so uh so they took us around the stable and this is the stable is where tink's room was in the back Mm -hmm. who they Um, said is the pervert yeah she like warned us at the time she's like now just so you know he's kind of a pervert so he may like reach out and try to touch one of you guys she goes earlier we had a group in here and there was a, a girl who said that she felt like someone poked her and when they said that, I like perked up. I said, now wait a second. Randy's out here. I said, Randy's telling, tattling on Tink. Yeah, when they, if you recall moments ago, and probably by moments, I mean 15, 20 minutes ago, um, we said that he said poke and the, and the investigators were just like, well, that's, that's a weird. new one. Like, that's a random one. Yeah. And it probably wasn't random. Like, again of all of the words it could have said mm-hmm. we went out there and she's like oh it poked a girl earlier mm-hmm. and we're like dang was tink in the house and he's like i'm gonna poke it <laughs> uh well she said it was out in the stable the girl got poked so maybe randy or eugene went out in the stable and got that right so that was kind of weird they took us back in that room and they had a stand in tink's room so because they said there's usually a lot of activity in there mm-hmm. um I didn't see anything or hear anything personally. No. And I'll say, like, walking through, there were moments that the EMF reader peaked. This this, this one was a little different from what we had in the sense that there was a light at the top. And the, it would light up red when there was just a, a, a peak of electromagnetic field in general. And then there was a gauge that they said their general rule of thumb was they would ask it a question. And if it spiked once, it was yes. If it spiked twice, it was no. Um, that happened a couple times, but there was nothing super notable mm-hmm. from the time we entered to the time we got to Tink's room. It, it went off a couple times, but mm-hmm. it felt very, it wasn't tied to anything. 
as she told the history, it would like agree with her. Oh yeah, that, she I said think this that is was my lie funny. detector. <laughs> yeah, it was because she sat down and she's just like she's like over there is where tink would work and over there was his bedroom and he usually would take this path to this path to get there and the thing lit up real fast i was like ding ding i was like no he didn't <laughs> and she, that's when she's like that's my lie detector and she's mm-hmm. like well i mean he did work out here and it was like bing i was like yes he did you're right go on yeah <laughs> um so when we were in tink's room i personally didn't experience anything but but this is where i can corroborate what Megan was feeling in the house because I don't even really know if she explained that this is what we would feel. I think they did. They said that he would touch, he, he liked to touch people, which made him weird. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you may feel kind of like icky, uncomfortable, uncomfortable. Yeah. So at the ripe old age of 29, my back is a dumpster fire my i always hurt it's probably because i have the worst posture in the world but the whole time we've been out there i had not thought about my back and it doesn't just hurt on the regs like at rest um but we had been there all night i had not had a problem and the longer we couldn't have stood in that room for more than five minutes if i don't even think is that long and just with every like every passing minute it just felt like someone like grabbed the lower my lower back part of my spine and just grabbed it and started pulling and pulling and I'm I was silently I was like maybe I'm just standing too rigid and I started to like loosen up and that made it worse and there was a point where I literally doubled over like I bent over because my back hurt so bad and they're like your back hurts doesn't it I was like yes (laughs) and Mm -hmm. they just pointed out they're like he like this room in particular people will complain of like back pains and whatever mm-hmm. and cody uh, felt it too yeah cody yeah he he said his back was messing with him but like not that i'm trying to i'm not trying to one up anybody here but i'm just being honest with you when like i was doubled over in pain i kept mm-hmm. like i was leaning back and forth leaning back bending over forward i was like my back is killing me i need to like we need to i need to walk um so we left the room and i mean we went other places but i also i didn't realize it until like maybe 10 minutes later we were talking and it just hit me i was like my back's fine like Mm -hmm. it didn't hurt at all whatever Mm -hmm. it just man it i the pain it was so bad like it felt like someone kicked me in the small of my back and i just couldn't i don't know it was weird Mm -hmm. while we were walking out of the room i was standing there and it felt like I got nudged on my leg and mm-hmm. I remember telling you, Cody like you used your flashlight you're like hey yeah I flashed down because I I was standing next to Cody and I thought maybe he had tried to sidestep and he kicked me so I moved over and I pointed down she goes oh did you feel something I was like well I thought Cody kicked me and he said no I'm just standing here and she mentioned that a lot of people especially that night said they it almost felt like animals running around at their feet yeah they said they would feel like animals brush past their legs and and it it felt like someone knocked up against my leg enough like that a cat head i you. thought it, it, it honestly felt like cody had tried to step over and kicked me in my leg not hard but enough that i was like dang sorry like <laughs> i'll move just ask right um the only the last thing I remember happening we get and I was kind of disappointed because I had been carrying the um, 
spirit, spirit box. box this whole time. And I mean, little blurbs, blurbs here and there, but I didn't really pick up what it was saying. So I was really disappointed that we hadn't picked anything up, especially with what had happened in the house. Because me and Megan both pretty early on into the stable realized I want, because she mentioned something about she wishes sometimes they would get the stuff on camera. I was like, today's your lucky day. And I whipped out my phone. And I was like, I'm going to record everything. Mm-hmm. And I recorded, I would say, 75% of our time out in the Mine's in the stable. Around 30 minutes long. Mm-hmm. So, um I'm going to have to play it back and listen and do a follow-up and see if I found anything. But I was just disappointed that I didn't get anything on the spirit box. But then Cody kept trying to taunt Eugene because they said maybe Eugene had gone to the stable. So he keeps yelling for Eugene to come he's out. Like, or maybe he's just a wuss. Maybe he's just a baby and he's, he's hiding. Chicken. He's scared. Um, and they're like, you probably shouldn't taunt Eugene. Like everyone was pretty strict about that. Like, please don't taunt him. Um and then we asked, is Eugene here? And Kelsey holding the EMF, it pops up and says, yes. Yeah, and it was like a resounding yes. It, it was very enthusiastic. Yeah. So we said, uh-oh. And then I think, what did we ask you? Like, did you want to hurt us or something? Like, I don't remember what we said. Or I think it was just when we asked, is this Eugene? And it it's weird because my the emf reader was lit up like there was something but it wasn't moving and usually it would move pretty not instantaneously but there was only a slight delay and mm-hmm. we're like is this eugene and it's like 1001 1002 like five or six seconds pass which is a long time to stand in silence and then it's like yes <laughs> and it just like sort of peaked and came back down and we're like and the woman we had talked about, she had talked about this, but she was just like, is this Mary? And I feel like it was simultaneous with the EMF reader and the the spirit box, was mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Uh, She's like, close. she went, is this Mary? And then explained to us quickly that Mary was a little, one of the little girls who comes out when Eugene's not around. And uh, at the same time that my EMF reader peaked to say yes pretty clear pretty darn clear just this high-pitched like na- sinusy nasally like little like kid giggle. giggle came out of the spirit box the like one and only thing we got all night and i was like girl why does it have to be a little kid laughing <laughs> right so there were a couple things that were like it might have been something also could just be a radio station we picked up which more often than not was probably a radio station but mm-hmm. this all of us I think a couple people at the same time were like, did that just laugh? Mm -hmm. Like, yep. And then I asked, I think I asked it, um, are you playing a trick on us? And Kelsey's EMF said yes. And that's when Cody told us, he, I don't know if you heard him say it, he told me, uh, when you asked, are you playing with us then? When it said yes, Cody said it felt like something like tickled the back of his neck and then came Uh. back. Yeah. I don't think I remember him no, saying yeah, that. No, yeah, he's like, he's like, something just grabbed the back of my neck when you asked that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so, unfortunately, not a ton of activity out there, but the, the few things that did happen, again, it's like, weird, slightly inexplicable. Convenient. Convenient and coincidental, but like, not to a fault. I don't, like, they couldn't mm-hmm. have designed that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 
I think other than like we wrapped up and took took pictures and did our thing, left, f- fell asleep on the way home because I was so tired. I think we got back uh, four o'clock, three About three o'clock yeah. Terre Haute time because there was a time difference on Eastern. Yep, Eastern time. So yeah, we got back around three or three thirty. I remember because I. <laughs> the whole time i was like oh if we get back in time i can still go get that drink no ma'am did not get back in time um yeah so that that was our experience with miriam livery and stables and stable and the museum of natural history (laughs) i'm gonna really quickly look up the name of that stupid professor while you she's yeah (laughs) doing that uh so we discussed the history and background and we've discussed our personal experience with this and now we're gonna round this all out with a good old-fashioned rating of the miram house the miram livery house and stable so first thing we're gonna rate it on is um the historical accuracy so uh mm, Okay, I there think I know. Okay, sorry, I I found what I was talking about Julia Child's mm-hmm. uh, character, which I don't remember this name at all. Doctor Bleeb. No, no, that means nothing. Doctor Bleeb is androgynous, <laughs> little professor. Hmm. Oh, and then no, it wasn't because Doctor Bleeb had nothing to do with. Professor Screw-Eye, you want to know who did, who was Captain, or Professor Screw-Eye's brother was Captain New-Eyes. Oh. We messed everything up. Clearly, I need to go back and watch We're Back. Julia Child was just a lovely little lady, but like Captain New-Eyes and, you know, Professor Screw-Eyes, which Captain New-Eyes was voiced by Walter Cronkite, the end. That's, apparently this is just really a gem that I need to go back and watch. Weird, goodness. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to write this point. on historical <laughs> accuracy. I think I have my answer. Oh, uh, I, yeah, sure. Okay. I, you seem hesitant. I know. It's because I'm like, is that really what I want to do? Yeah. I'm, I'm already shoot. set. Okay, I'm going for it. Three, okay. two, one, five. Four. Oh. I, I was going to say four, and I'm like, you know what? There's like... There's probably housing records to back this up because Mm -hmm. like, I'm not thinking historical accuracy in the sense that, because there really wasn't a lot of deaths, but we can prove we'll probably go find whatever happened to Mr. Lowell. Like that dude did get shot in the head. Mm -hmm. The Spencer family really did live there. Like Mm -hmm. Aaron Copeland probably did not come to Indiana, but Mr. Copeland did in fact live in that house. Uh So as far as historical accuracy of the residences of that residents of the property i i mean that's all true i just brought it back down to four because like the the spirits that we encountered and that they talked about eugene randy mary you're right the only one is tink yeah the only spirit that lined up with the stories that were given was tink yeah because they said they called them those names but they seemed pretty attached to the names that they weren't even certain of so like yeah, Randy, kinda, Eugene, Mary. We never mentioned any of those, but they're like, we th- we've we decided to name it Eugene. This is Eugene. Oh, right. Like, very certain. So, okay. To be fair, I my heart was set on a four, so I'll come down to a four with you. Okay. I'll agree. So now we're going to move right along to um, 
scare, scare level. level. Oh, I did it again. I We're know. Do the scare <laughs> level of this one. See, that's confusing. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I. Mm, I think no, I know. because given the next category. Okay, I think I know what mine. Okay. Ready? Three, two, one, two. two. Yes, yep. <laughs> we did it. Yep, I was thinking of two only because it's I, the same thing as one of the other episodes. Uh, I can't remember which one it was, but I think it's adrenaline for me. It wasn't the I cemetery, don't, probably. Uh, I didn't Highland feel Lawn. scared. I didn't feel anything at no point. Even when it said Ashley, where Ashley murdered, rest in peace, goodbye, goodbye, Bag goodbye, and, like yeah, bitch, <laughs> uh, witch none of it scared me i was just intrigued and it was like i almost i wanted it to talk more yeah i was kind of just buzzing with adrenaline not with fear at that point no so. nothing of the history that this place has mm-hmm. uh none of it felt malicious none of it felt ben- benevolent i don't know if that's the right word none malevolent. of it felt mean malevolent mm-hmm. yes forget i said benevolent <laughs> that's yeah. the good one that's the good um one. um yeah, I didn't feel uneasy Mm-mm. at all, really. No. So two is just because, I mean, it was a spooky house in the middle of the night. Yeah, I almost said a one, to be honest. I almost went with a one. But one feels a little... A little too low, because yeah. it was a little spooky, Yeah, if we're being totally honest. Yeah, mostly because the portal in the bathroom and then the upstairs. Yeah. Um, Twas a no from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the third thing we're going to rate this on is Believability. believability. Um. Okay, I think I know. I I'm d- detaching believability from historical accuracy. If that gives you any indication, you're not like there are two separate entities here in my mind. Okay, I mean, I feel like I'm not changing my answer. Okay, <laughs> so. like I don't know if I'm fight just... me. <laughs> okay, let's just get to the answer and then I'll say what I was gonna say. Ready? Uh huh. Three, two, one, five. Four. See, I said how many episodes ago, I was like, you're going to have to work real hard to get my five. Now I'm just throwing them out like candy at a parade. But yeah, I, for me, a five, as far as do I believe that there are spirits in that place that is haunted, that there is something there that is inexplicable? Yeah. Yes. For me, yeah. yeah. I just, mine was, I, I try to look at is what can I explain away or what can you know what can i dismiss and a lot of it it okay ghost tube did say a lot of things that it just couldn't have pulled out of thin air it couldn't have known about us and it did it said some things right the pro- it's I think, still an app i think the cool thing so no i think the believable thing about the app is also the thing that makes it hard to believe which is like you can't there's no explanation for it one way or the other so like you can't sit here and say oh the app was programmed and that's why it said those things you can't say oh the app uses algorithms and learns by listening mm-hmm. because like yes maybe it does but how did it know in that moment with that group of people to say the names that it did and to say the words that it did and actually and it, i don't i didn't get the the vibe that it was like fortune cookie style or like no. newspaper zodiac style where they make it just vague enough that it'll fit anybody's needs it was pointed it was like specific now, if you want to know, Cody had just downloaded the app that night, went home. Right, yeah. Fell asleep with the app on accidentally. Right. Uh, 
didn't really say anything. He did the playback where it would show the timestamps. It really wasn't active until about five, five in the morning. Like 5.02. And then it started saying random words. And one of the words it kept throwing out... Well, first of all, a lot of the words were not the same words we were getting in the house. Mm-mm. So it wasn't like a standard set of words. There were two phrases it said that were the same. And it's, yeah. where am I? And I think, Good who book. are you? Or something like that. Yeah. Where are you? Some Something. Um, I did not like how many times his thing said, where am I? Yeah. And uh, the other thing it said a couple of times was disrespectful. Oh, yeah. Now... Yeah. Cody was the one taunting to get Eugene to come out. And they said, please don't do that. Please don't do that. And then all of a sudden, Cody downloads this app and it kept saying the word disrespectful, which we did not hear a single time no. while we were out there. Mm-mm. So believability is pretty high, but I still feel like there's room <sighs> for error. It's, I mean, it's like, it's like aliens and God. Mm-hmm. You can explain them away as much as you can explain them into existence Mm -hmm. i feel like it's a fighting a losing and winning battle on both sides all day Mm -hmm. so for me i'm going with i'm just i want to believe (laughs) and i'm gonna say that i i can't explain away i can't like solidly explain away ghost tubes so for me i will take it yeah so now we're going to do an overall rating after going over those three things. Overall, uh, I think I know what I want to say. It's not going to, I mean, mathematically it doesn't make sense, but I know what I'm going to say. I think I know, I know what I want to say too. Mm-hmm. Ready? Three, two, one, four. four. Yeah. I'm saying a four because I'm like almost poo-pooing that one. Like just because I wasn't scared, I mean... Ashley did not have a good time. No, and Straight actually, up. the next day <laughs> we did. Time. I went and got my drinks, folks. I finally drank the next night, uh-huh. and even that night, the next night, Ashley was like, "I still don't feel great. I feel no. really uneasy." Like she made it so she was not alone at any point throughout the day. Basically, when I had talked to her the next time, she told me she flat out refuses to go anywhere else with us. That is legit. And I said, oh, hush. And she's like, I am serious. I and didn't, I said, she oh, didn't okay. say that to me. So, um, okay, mom. yeah, okay. I'm just going to go ahead and throw out that one because that's just my personal feeling. I wasn't scared. Yeah, My overall score for if I was grading this for you guys and if I uh, recommend it to people, def- a four. For sure. Now, unfortunately, right now, they are very limited on when they do tours. Uh, If you live in around the area and want to check it out, um, you can look it up and see about contacting the person. Because they said they do um, individual investigations where it's not necessarily tours like that all night. But she really has to, like, get a feel for who you are because she doesn't let just anybody in the house because of the condition it's in. Right. Um. So 100% recommend. I think it was great. A nice little find that I'd never even heard of. So that was Mm -hmm. a cool little thing we got to experience, I think. So that is the... That's that's our... That's the episode. Our episode on the Miriam Livery House and Stable. Yep. So we... Now to the, the quick ending stuff we do plugs yep we have we do have one new patreon donor we um, do i totally forgot and i feel bad because i think technically she donated right before the last episode uploaded and i just but we had already i I had already recorded it and like sorry not sorry i'm not going back and changing (laughs) that um 
So yeah, our new our new Patreon donor is a friend of ours again, Lacey. Lacey. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember if you put your last name on there or not. I'm not gonna say it just because whatever. But Lacey is just recently started listening to us and apparently has just binged her way through it, and we super appreciate that. I'm glad you're enjoying it and yeah. hearing these stories. No, <laughs> I. And you know, like. I we're very very appreciative of the Patreon donors that we have. Uh, if you like what you hear, please donate. But I, what I think is really cool, um, it's starting to happen. It's happening, guys. Is I people people? It's the word of mouth thing. So I've had mm-hmm. friends who like, for instance out at the bar people who are just kind of around me anymore if the topic of spooky things comes up like that happen and they're just like oh my gosh guys do you like spooky things do you like podcasts go listen to this podcast i listen to it all the time i listen to it before i go out to the spooky places myself to hype myself up mm-hmm. uh, i went somewhere and i went to my local coffee shop and one of the bar- one of the baristas there must have caught wind of it and she was just like so you do the podcast right i was like did i just get like recognized (laughs) (laughs) um but no it's super cool like you guys telling people about us is what's helping a lot and it's really it's weird now that people i don't really know are like so you do that podcast right like do you have that podcast one of our friends boyfriends who i've met uh, i think twice now she listens to it all the time driving home from work and she got him to start listening to it and i guess they were listening to it in the car together and she tried to talk and he shushed her and i was like oh <laughs> i do remember that yeah <laughs> the funny things like um, that but um is very all of it is appreciated thank you guys very much for your support whether it's on patreon or our facebook twitter instagram sharing our post right. telling your friends about us yeah. i i personally I really like doing this. I mm-hmm. this brings me much joy, and like just very much. Honestly, just the fact that you guys enjoy it, and you tell me that you enjoy it, and you tell your friends, and they enjoy it, like that's enough for me. Dang. <laughs> um, one last plug, and this will be the last time we do this for just a second. But our listener episode is coming up very, 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 very soon. Yeah, I think so we're finally is... figuring out how we're going to go about that. Yep. So. This is your last chance to get a, in your uh, stories to us. We're kind of focusing around Ouija board stories, but we will take anything spooky related. Send those our way and uh, you'll make it onto our first listener episode. And if we have good feedback and or enough stories, we'll try to make it a regular thing, I think. So yeah. um, get those to us soon at uh you could send it to our email which is or so they say pod at gmail.com uh slide into any of our dms Uh, if you happen to have our cell phone numbers you can just send us a quick text i mean it probably wouldn't i don't know how short your story is but if you want to text it to us do that do it that way but uh, that's the only plug i think we have so as far as i know until next time yes thank you Bye. I, yeah, bye, I guess. I didn't mention my cats. I love my cats. There. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Had to get that in. Bye. Okay, bye everybody. Mixing and music by Kelsey Ingram. Cover art is by Cody Mason. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at or so they say pod. Visit us at our website, or so they say pod.com, where you can find links to all social media. 
If you like the show, please subscribe to our newsletter and consider donating to our podcast at patreon.com forward slash or so they say pod. Running a podcast takes time and money, and we'd love to give you the best listening experience possible. Episodes can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to help drive us up the charts, and of course, thanks for listening. <laughs>